how to keep the happy in your holidays. Let's get started. Welcome to the God's Word Gives Hope podcast, where we are passionate about connecting His Word to your life. This podcast provides opportunities to further feed your soul or simply be replenished by listening. We are glad you're here. Welcome back to God's Word Gives Hope. I'm Amy. And I'm Janae. Thank you for joining us as we intentionally dig into the Word during this crazy Christmas season. Just a quick reminder that there are a few gift ideas that we suggested last week. One is the gift of living less stressed with Janae's Christmas coaching package. You can find details on her website, janaeshatleycamp.com. She'll do online sessions or in-person sessions. So wherever you are, this is a great gift. We also suggested giving the gift of replenishing of your soul or the soul of a woman near you um, with a replenish event ticket. This is a one evening event on March 1st in Bartow County. Janae and I will be teachers for that event. If you visit replenishwomen.com, you can check out more details. You are welcome to fly or drive here if you're not a part of this metropolis that is Cartersville. (laughs) It is. It should be on your bucket list. Okay. You laugh, but we have multiple really great museums. And at the moment, at the Savoy Museum, the history of the Bigfoot truck is on display. So... (laughs) If you come here, you come to replenish, your husband can go to the history of Bigfoot and everybody wins. And everybody wins. Well, we are, we do just live north of Atlanta. So there's that too. That's a, that's a good plug. Well, the last way we suggested last week that you could give this year is by sharing God's word with others by making a donation to the podcast which will help us keep the lights on for another year. There are costs that are involved with the podcast. And we just want to let you know and ask you to pray with us. We are praying through Making God's Word Gives Hope a nonprofit. And as we do that, we're not there yet. So know that if you donate, your gift is a pure love gift. There will be no tax write-off this time. But if you want to do that, go to our website, godswordgiveshope.com, and click the gift button. But the main gifts that we are here to talk about are actually found in this hidden treasure series that we're doing. So we are on week three and everyone is probably very curious what we're unwrapping today. So Janae, what's our third treasure? Well, before we dive completely in, let me put today's verse and gift in context of the Christmas story. The first week of this series, we talked about how Zechariah had had a visit from the angel who told him that he and his wife, Elizabeth, even though they were very old, mm-hmm. they were going to have a child, that they would name him John and that John would be the forerunner of the Messiah. And Zechariah asked for assurance, and we talked about the gift of assurance. Mm-hmm. And then last week, we talked about how Mary also received a visit from the angel with miraculous news about how she was going to carry the Messiah, even though she was young and had never been with a man. So we talked about the gift of faith and how Mary had responded in faith, and that's usually not our default, right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to go there first, but how we can move towards faith in our life and how what the gift that is. And um, so those are out of Luke chapter one, and we are in Luke chapter one, this whole series. But in there, Matthew's account of the Christmas story, at this point, Mary would have told Joseph and her fiance, and Joseph was contemplating 
what he was going to do about all this. And then he gets a visit from the angel. And the angel brings clarity to everything, says Mary's not crazy, everything she says right on, and tells Joseph that they are to call their son Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. So our treasure today picks up with a story where Mary decides to go visit her relative Elizabeth. Because if you remember last week when the angel was talking to her, he said, hey, even though your old relative Elizabeth is past childbearing age, she is pregnant. And so Mary goes to visit Elizabeth and they are talking, spilling the tea about all the crazy, amazing things that they have experienced. And this is where we pick up today. (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you for the overview. Um, This week's verses come from Luke 1, verses 39 through 45. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. And our key verse for this week is verse 45. So I'd like to reread it in the amplified version. And blessed, spiritually fortunate and favored by God is she who believed and confidently trusted that there would be a fulfillment of the things that were spoken to her by the angel sent from the Lord. So if you have not already guessed, this week's treasure is blessing. Mary is blessed, not because she looked a certain way or because she had the most popular family or her lineage, Although the lineage is important, there's probably some other families from the lineage of David that could have qualified. They could have had more money. They could have had other standards that seemed more worthy of a calling. Her blessing doesn't just come because she's super religious or she's the most charitable, but she is blessed because she believed. Her faith brought her a blessing. So let's talk a little bit about what it means to be blessed or have blessing from the Jewish perspective at that time. You know, blessing is a huge part of Jewish history. There are a number of places in the Old Testament where we read about blessings that are spoken as a part of ceremonies and traditions. We see the passing of blessings from parents to children, especially in, you know, old age when they know death is coming. Um, Like in Genesis 25, Abraham blessed Isaac. The way blessings work in the Jewish tradition is super intentionally bringing God into every aspect of their lives. So whatever the experience that's going on, they are stating, here I see God and the blessing that is spoken declares that recognition of God in the circumstance. So I saw this example, like saying a blessing before eating an apple for a snack is like saying, in this piece of creation, in this apple, I see the hand of God. That is like... We don't do that. I mean, we may say a blessing over our meal, right? Right, right. But I don't, that's like bringing such intentionality and focus on very incredible details about God. And um, so I I love that. Well, and it's God focused. I think, you know, sometimes when we're blessing the meal, it's more like, 
you know, bless the hands that made it. Great. That's a, that's about somebody else. And then bless this food to the nourishment of my body and my body to your, and it's like, well, that's about me, right. but this is about God. Yes. And so Elizabeth is saying that Mary is blessed and she uses words like God has blessed you. Your child is blessed. You are blessed. Sure. But all of those words, this is wrapping up this idea that God is moving and his hand is in all of this and our creator, God, is continuing to create blessing here. Well, let's unpack that word just a little bit more. The Greek word for blessing is makarios, which means a deep internal happiness. Jesus used the same word when he was giving the Sermon on the Mount. When we know them as the Beatitudes, he taught that we are blessed. He said things like, blessed are those who are merciful. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the pure in heart. And that's just a few of them. If you want to go read the whole list, you can go to Matthew chapter 5. But in that, when we do these things, there's that deeper happiness that we're going to experience, this blessing that comes with it. So Elizabeth is telling Mary, you are blessed, and you're going to have this deep sense of happiness that will only come from God. So what did being blessed look like for Mary? So I think answering this question helps us get a glimpse of what blessing might look like for us. But I'd like to say, when you look at Mary's life um, from a lot of different vantage points, she may not look like she's experiencing a blessed life, right? Right. So straight out of the gate, when we're meeting Mary, this situation of her becoming pregnant, but she's not fully married to Joseph yet, this creates some pretty significant impacts. She almost loses her husband, who is a good guy, but like is having to make a hard decision. I imagine that this impacts her relationship with her parents, her community, I mean, she's sitting here trying to navigate this while probably dealing with morning sickness or all of the other things that could be coming along. Right. Well, and I'm just thinking all of her life, Mm. um, if she caught people looking at her, especially early on, you know, what are they thinking, you know, to have to fight that mental battle? Right. And then as we see Jesus's life progress in the gospels, We don't hear about Joseph in his later years when we do hear about Mary. And so that gives the idea that most likely he has passed away. So she has lost a husband. Um, And then you think about all that she experiences with Jesus as he is going through the process of his trial, the crucifixion. It's controversial. He's saying he's the son of God. She knows that's true, but no one's believing him that can make a decision in his favor in her perspective. He's brutally crucified on the cross. She's there. She's standing at the cross, caring about her son. It made me think back to even Luke 2, where Simeon is blessing her. It says he blessed them. And then he said to Mary some things. And at the very end, it says, and a sword will pierce your very soul. So does that sound like a blessing to you? I don't think so. Like I want to sit here and just cry for a minute thinking about this. And yet it says she's blessed. Yes. Well, I think we have to take a look at that idea that it's a deep inner sense of happiness. There's something from God that happens on the inside of us, despite our circumstances, despite what we might be feeling or thinking or experiencing. So let's just look at, you know, what are the ways that she would have maybe experienced that? And I think last week when we talked about how 
Mary knew who she was in God's eyes. Mm -hmm. She also had a very good and solid understanding of who God was. So when you put those two things together, she had what we might call a Christ confidence, a God confidence from what she came from. And how many times in our lives do we walk around and we're not feeling very confident? We're not feeling super solid in who we are or who God has wired us to be. I actually, as a coach, I help people with that a lot, dealing with their identity issues and getting more confident in who they are and who God has wired them to be. And that spills out into every area of our life if it doesn't start within us. Right. Knowing who God has created us to be. Right, and I think there was a sense of carrying that with her. What a Mm. beautiful blessing that would have been to always be able to call and come from that place Mary was also blessed because she witnessed her son as the Messiah being lived out. She saw the Messiah being lived out from very early, you know, from the birth on, right before her very eyes. And she knew with confidence that he was the Messiah because it had to have played out in different ways. And we know this because she sort of forced the first miracle she at least had a big hand in it. She did because she goes to to Jesus and she's like, they're at their relative's wedding and their family wedding and they're like, they're running out of wine and that is a big deal. Like that could impact their community standing for a long time. And like, Jesus, you gotta, here's a problem. You gotta do something about that. Great story, you should go and read it. But obviously she was tapping into that Messiah piece. She knew that he could do something. Have you ever wondered though, There's a lot of time frame between, you know, we hear the time when he was 12, gets lost, you know, they run off and leave him at the temple. But there's a lot of gap time because he didn't start his ministry till he was 30 of where she would have been seeing him Mm -hmm. grow in that um, person that he was becoming who God had been calling him to be and she was getting to witness that. that. That had to be a blessing. Absolutely. I think about the Proverbs 31 woman where it says her children rise up and call her blessed. And Mary was blessed because she did get to see Jesus live out his calling and she got to see him rise from the dead. Mm. I just can't imagine having experienced the horrors of crucifixion, the being in the tomb, just being able to see your son alive and well and then going, you know, maybe doubts start creeping in when he died and when he stayed dead for a number of days. And I mean, just that, oh, he is the Messiah. He has resurrected and he has now saved her. Mm, that's beautiful. The best blessing right there. Well, let's talk more about how this gift of blessing is something that we can unwrap in our own lives In John chapter 20, verse 29, it says, Then Jesus told him, You believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. So we here today, listener, you as you listen, we are simply blessed because we are believing that Jesus is who he said he was and that he did what he said he would do. And we haven't seen him walk on earth. I know that sometimes we probably would like a tangible, mm-hmm. in-person Jesus, but we are still walking in the faith 
of who he is. And then after he ascended and left, he sent us another, like the biggest blessing is the gift of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So Jesus, the resur- the power of the resurrected Christ, his presence is always with us through the Holy Spirit. I don't think we think about that and dwell on that enough. Mm-hmm. If you are a believer, the very presence of God is with us. We are never alone. And when we dwell on this truth, I know personally, I'm blessed in that moment. If I will really kind of shift my thinking over to the fact that God is with me, he is here with me now, I have the very presence of God with me, that begins to shift everything internally. Well, and if that's something that maybe you struggle with, that idea of like, God is always with us, go back and listen to episode 41 from our Know Who You Follow series because we talk a lot in detail about that. We also know we're blessed because Paul tells us in his letter to the Ephesians all about this blessing. Ephesians 1, 3 through 8 says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and the grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. I mean, it's packed in there. We are blessed, verses seven and eight say, because he has purchased our freedom. He has forgiven our sins. He has showered us with kindness. He gives wisdom and understanding, and that is just the tip of the iceberg. I know. I I love it where it said in there, it jumped out at me, it said, without fault in his eye. Wow. I mean, God is looking at us. He sees us through Christ without any fault. That is just mind-boggling. And if if you're sitting here and you're struggling, you have asked for forgiveness, you know that God has forgiven you for a struggle or a difficulty that you've had in your life, but the enemy just wants to keep bringing that up, I would like to remind you that it says that God throws our sins as far as the East is from the West. And those words matter because if you're on a, if you look at a globe and you go north to south, at some point, if you're in the north and you're going south, you'll hit the South Pole. And then at the South Pole, you go back up and you're going north again, north and south touch. But the east and the west never touch. You can go to the west for eternity and you will never find the east. And so God has thrown our sins as far as the east is from the west. So don't allow the enemy to rob you of your blessing in this season. Mm, That is good. I do think that just to, to keep going with that a little bit here, there still may be some of you thinking, I'm not feeling blessed right now. Mm. Whether it's just overall circumstances or something about the holidays in particular that is stirring that feeling up. So how do we unwrap this gift of blessing. Well, I think the role of faith over our feelings does play a big part in this. Yes. We cannot negate the role of faith. So no matter where you are, listener, 
We just want to encourage you to keep believing, keep persevering, take that next step, and then take the next step. Tell yourself the truth of who God is and take his hand because his hand is always extended out for us. You do not have to walk alone. Know you will be blessed for your believing, for your walking forward in your faith. Hebrews 11.1 says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of the things we cannot see. We could just end the podcast right there, but we have one more blessing to unwrap and it has to do with fear. So you do not want to miss next week. Also, all the links to our gift ideas for the coaching package, replenish event, or sharing hope through helping God's word gives hope continue is all in our show notes. I'm going to close us out today with a blessing called the priestly blessing that is found in the book of Numbers, chapter 6, verses 24 through 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Thank you for listening to our podcast. To go deeper with the blog, visit godswordgiveshope.com. For more information on coaching with Janae, visit janaeshatleycamp.com. And to partner with us to help make God's Word Gives Hope possible, visit our website and click the Give button. Thank you.